0: To appreciate the essence that exists in our children, right? Their inner essence. And not to try to um, change them, do something that is apart from their inner essence. And that is key. Um, that's a key concept in the Enneagram as well.
1: Welcome to the Phase Four podcast, inspired by Vishnu Lakyani and Ajit Nawalka, co founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Kara Kuhn, and she is an amazing ball of light. She has a background in nursing, and she has a BA in science. Her curiosity for others and her human condition is one of the things that resonated when with me when we first met her use of the Enneagram is a breath of fresh air and she helps her clients see things about themselves that they otherwise would not have known I'm grateful for the opportunity to bring her knowledge and wisdom to you today Cara welcome to the podcast
0: thank you that was a lovely introduction thank you
1: usually I begin with asking people where they how did they end up coming towards Mind Valley? Like, where were you in your past before you got to here?
0: Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> I found out about Mind Valley when I was uh, having struggles with my own parenting. Uh, this was about probably about four years ago now, um, and so I was on the journey. <laughs> And a friend of mine who I I'd, I'd met in my Enneagram training program, actually, um, introduced me to Dr. Shafali's book. And I have the, the conscious parent. And <clears throat> so I, I bought the book, uh, read the book, loved it, loved her work so much that then I I can uh, continued to search for Dr. Shafali online and I found her quest on Mind Valley. So that's when I first joined Mind Valley and really enjoyed um. Parts of the quest really loved loved the quest. Then I became interested in the duality quest on Mind Valley. Kind of kept searching around the the website and loved that as well. And so when I became um, even more invested in using the Enneagram as uh, in a coaching practice, then I received an email from Mind Valley about the CLC program, and I said yes. This is meant to be. This perfect timing. Um, and and I joined.
1: Amazing. Um, so doctors are folly is huge for me. I know we both have kids actually the same age. We both have two children, and both of our children are the same age, so that's pretty cool. And so conscious parenting is great for any parents. Um, for me, it was just so eye opening to to realize like, oh my gosh, we're doing the same thing over and over that our parents did that their parents did. And I'm just grateful that I got to also learn the work of Shafali because it allows us to stop that pattern and break that pattern. And that can only benefit our children going forward.
0: Yes, yeah. And I, I find that it really ties in even with the concepts of the Enneagram because I, I felt that at the heart of the book was um, to appreciate the essence that exists in our children. Right, their inner essence, and not to try to um change them, do something that is apart from their inner essence, and that is key. Um, that's a key concept in the Enneagram as well.
1: I love it. Yeah, my kids run around our house like nuts, right? And then they go out sometimes to school. I see them or at church, and they're they're acting very quiet and different, like society's already beating it out of them at a young age, and I'm just like Wow. That's, it's kind of great because it's not great that part, but the great part is like that they feel safe enough that they can do that kind of stuff here. And, um, I don't know, that's just, to me, that's a really beautiful thing. And then, so the Enneagram, for people who don't know what the Enneagram is, can you talk
0: about that? Yes. So the Enneagram is a system for understanding nine different personality types. And if there are a lot of, um, typing systems out there, personality typing systems. There's the Myers-Briggs. There's, I mean, you can look up, all, all, there's like a Hogwarts thing, right? Like what Harry Potter house you belong to. Okay. So there are lots of these systems, but what separates Enneagram, what really makes it different, I find is that it doesn't just tell you like what you are and leave it at that. It's a map, So it gives you, um, a path to, uh, One, know where you're starting from, and then a path to move along um, to achieve personal growth, uh, self-awareness, self-development. And Enneagram, actually, even just the word by itself, Ennea means nine, and Gram means picture. And there's a map, um, it's a symbol that's associated with the Enneagram, that is the Enneagram, essentially, right? And I, mean, I can show it. Um, this is the best, the best uh, picture of it that I have here. So, um, so yes, it's it's uh, it's a system of about the nine personality types, and then um, gives us a set of concepts to understand, to uh, achieve personal growth.
1: Beautiful. I'm just going to list those nine types for <clears throat> anyone who's. Not familiar with it. So we got the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Yeah. So which one are you today?
0: (laughs) I will talk about my own Enneagram type. It's kind of a leap for me, honestly, to talk about my Enneagram type so publicly because I honestly, I don't share my Enneagram type with my clients. Um, and I have not shared it in the presentations that I've given about the Enneagram type. Um, I really like to focus, um, with my clients. I really like to focus on their Enneagram type and, and help them to understand how this shows up for them. Um, and yeah, I so this is the leap for me, but I will do it. <laughs> I just will talk about my enneagram type and my journey with my en- own enneagram type. Um, but before I do that, you know, I'd like to just briefly mention that uh, we all access all nine enneagram types. Each one is its own uh, perspective on the world, its own lens, and we do see through all of these lenses in varying degrees but there tends to be one Enneagram type, one perspective that we're most comfortable with that's sort of imprinted in us, has been sort of imprinted over the years. And um, we may see those patterns, the patterns of that Enneagram type show up more frequently. Um, and also, there is a uh, uh, there's a motivation for each Enneagram type. And... Um, So that motivation, uh, depending on our Enneagram type, drives our thought, feeling, and behavior patterns. It's the driver. And so if you know your Enneagram type, you can understand what is motivating you and what is driving all of those patterns in your life. That's awesome,
1: yeah. And that actually ties in a little bit to Shafali's, like just becoming aware of your patterns, right? And so, yeah, I figured that there's... Kind of all of these play different parts in your life, and the idea maybe that depending on what hat you're wearing, like if you're sometimes as a parent, you might have a different one, or is that right?
0: Oh, um, like do you do different um, perspectives show up in different areas of your life? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Um, but the concept, you know, the idea of the enneagram is that that enneagram perspective stays with us all the time that that's it's like um like if you had nine pairs of glasses <laughs> that you kind of keep going back to that that one pair of glasses that's your, your lens that you're looking through at the world and and um and this will make a little bit more sense i think as i talk about my own enneagram type and you can see how it applies to an individual but That enneagram type really is a constant throughout our adult lives. Uh, So the idea with the enneagram is that that four enneagram type stays with us and is our number one perspective, but that as we uh, break out of the like unwanted patterns of our enneagram type, we move up into the the beneficial. more uh, essence-driven qualities of our Enneagram type. And, and as we do that, as we break out of the unwanted patterns, we have freedom to access the, uh, the positive qualities of all of the Enneagram types more.
1: Love it. And so you're teaching this right now through to some of the students from CLC, CBC, and you're hosting groups and workshops you've been doing. You want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, So I'm currently doing a presentation. It's a three-part series and it's called uh, the Enneagram as a Map and how it relates to positive intelligence. Um, So it was months ago that I had been talking with Candice Stanek and she asked if I would do a presentation for her group, Warrior Rising Coaching. Um, to talk about the enneagram, and so I said yes, I'd love to, and um, and then uh, shortly after that, the positive intelligence program started, and I know not maybe not everybody watching um, is familiar with that, but uh, there are direct correlations between Shirzad Shamin's positive intelligence program and the nine enneagram types. And so when I saw all of these connections, I said, well, I'm already doing this presentation on the Enneagram for Candace. So I'll tie in some of the terminology from the uh, positive intelligence program. And that's how that came together. So, yeah, I talk about um, in that presentation, I talk about the, all of the nine types and I talk about the path, the growth path for each Enneagram type.
1: Brilliant. And so that's so important because most of the people who are talking or listening to this will, they're all coaches, right? So and a very important part of coaching is knowing yourself, know thyself. And so knowing the Enneagram not only is gonna help you with your clients, but it's gonna help you become more aware of yourself, your patterns, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and these kind of things. And so I'm taking a look here at your website and It's such a brilliant name and your website's brilliant, too. Can you talk about that for a little bit?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I I put this up just a few months ago. So um, I'm continually adding to it. It's called Enneasense.com and it's spelled E-N-N-E-A, like Enneagram, and then Sense, C-E-N-T-S. So it's a a blog-style website where... You know, I even say on the the front page. I'm, I'm just sharing my two cents. So it's a it's a um, combination of some sort of more factual information about the enneagram um, and the concepts, but also um, my own personal insights and <clears throat> even um, some of my own opinions about how to best use the enneagram type as a tool.
1: Yeah, it's a great website. It's very visually appealing and there's a quote right at the top that i love it says a penny to you may seem very seem a very insignificant thing but it is the small seed from which fortune springs and what i love about that quote is that this is what we're doing as coaches right we're going we're trying to plant seeds and we're trying to help the world grow and heal and just there's so much negativity in the world right that what we're trying to do is turn that around, spread light, each one teach one, and so this is such a beautiful quote. And so, is there something in particular? Maybe there's not, but that made you decide on that quote.
0: Um. <clears throat> well, it ties in. It's about a penny, right? <laughs> so that ties in with the the uh, image on the website, which is it's about cents and pennies, right? The um. So there's that. But also, yeah, planting seeds. I mean, I love how you put it. It's, it's, uh, sometimes people, um, mm, they need time. They need time to let ideas sort of evolve and coalesce and, and really mean something to them and apply them, like actually take action to apply, to apply these ideas and yeah, so. So sometimes it just requires a little small seed just, right, for to get someone's mind working about, oh, what, what can I do with this? Um, and uh, what do I make of this, right? So, yeah, um, so I think that's, that's what I get from that quote. Um, yeah, planning seeds, just like you said. It was very well put.
1: Beautiful. I also love that there's a part down on the website about the nine motivations. So it kind of attaches for each of the nine Enneagram types. It attaches a motivation behind it. And um, it's just such a great idea that we can not only have these titles, right? So we can quickly see, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. Or this is what I'm trying to do. Or this is the pattern that keeps reemerging again. But it also puts like a definition almost behind it.
0: Right. Yeah. And this is, I think, a really good segment, actually, to be explaining a little bit about my own Enneagram type. Um, so I, I I know the motivations by heart. I can just kind of go down the list and tell you what they are. And so our listeners, our listeners can hear. Um, so for type one, the motivation is to have integrity. For type two, it's to be loved, um, to experience love whether that's self-love or love from others, right? Uh, Type three, it's to be valued. Type four, it's to be oneself. Type five, it's uh, to be competent. Type six, it's to be secure. Type seven, it's to be happy. Type eight, it's to protect oneself and, and be strong, to feel strong. And type nine, it's to be at peace. So... <clears throat> my personal Enneagram type is Enneagram 7, and my motivation is to be happy. And <clears throat> simultaneously, it's uh, to avoid emotional pain. So this has definitely played out in my life. Um, and I'd like to share a little bit about my early story, um, my my childhood, particularly my, my teenage years and then talk about how as a response to things that happened during those years um when i came out into the world you know was on my own in my early 20s that's when i really saw um my the 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 unwanted patterns of NADM 7 come out and show themselves was when i was around 20 20 years old, 20, 21, 22. It's so, uh, and then they reappeared, of course, later in my life, too, at various times. But um, so, so I grew up in Vermont and had a lot of freedom, and freedom is an important uh, thing for type sevens, right? Freedom, right? Freedom uh not feeling trapped not feeling trapped in emotional pain so feeling free is very important i had a lot of freedom i grew up in the country and i my parents <laughs> let us roam the countryside and explore the woods like for hours on end and even you know so like half a mile away from our house we're just <laughs> no parental supervision we had so much freedom to explore and i loved it and so much freedom to create um, both of my parents are uh, artists in one sense or another, and creativity was a very big part of our household. So I felt a lot of freedom. And then um, when, well, when I was eight, my parents divorced and my my mother became an alcoholic. And that really started a, a cascade of some very difficult, um, very difficult experiences all through my teenage years, and a lot of emotional pain, ex- extreme emotional pain. Um, my uh, my mother remarried someone who was quite verbally abusive, um, and that was uh, to the point where my brother and I chose to move out of my mother's house, and I didn't have a relationship with my mother. Um, after the age of 12, until I was about 24. And <clears throat> um, so I lived with my father and my grandmother. And then within the next few years, um, I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's. We were very, very close. And I lost my sister, who was 10 years older, to a heroin overdose. And um, my father it was in a chronic depression so he's very emotionally distant um so I experienced a lot of loneliness, a lot of tragedy um and then uh in addition um my school experience was difficult as well and I experienced a lot of loneliness in school and um it's a little difficult for me to talk about this. Um, but I was, uh, labeled as gifted and I felt that it was very hard for me to relate to my same age peers. Um, I was interested in different things and I had a really intense emotional sensitivity and, um, experienced some mild bullying. But uh, it was so impactful because I was so emotionally sensitive. So I I experienced so much loneliness. Um, on top of trying to manage the grief from my my sister's death and and the loss, really the loss of my mother. Um, so uh, so flash forward to my college years when I left home and I said, it was like I was so determined that I was not going to feel that kind of emotional pain anymore. I was not going to feel lonely. Like almost no matter what the cost, I was not going to be lonely anymore. And um, and that is really when the those unwanted patterns of the Enneagram Type 7 uh, came out, um, this restlessness. And, you know, for those uh, familiar with the positive intelligence program, the saboteur that corresponds with the Enneagram 7 is called the restless saboteur. And those are the set of unwanted patterns for that Enneagram type. And um, I was, I was so restless. I wanted to meet everybody, right? I was extremely social. And I, um... Because I was so set on on making lots of friends, and I just I wanted to fit in everywhere, right? Um. So, yeah. So I I realized now I think that even in my high school years I think I handled this pain fairly well, all considering. Um. And I was in those that maybe that um more desirable end of the spectrum of the Enneagram type, which we. In positive intelligence, in positive intelligence, we call it the stage qualities. But I really did feel into my grief, my my pain. Um, but it was really around age twenty that I started. Uh, I moved into that saboteur end. I was like, okay, I'm not going to feel pain anymore, and I was definitely avoiding emotional pain. So. <clears throat> um, and uh, so, in this desire to, with this desire to fit in, uh, I even developed an eating disorder. And it was really when I felt I'd hit rock bottom with the eating disorder that I said, "Okay, that's it. I need help. Um, I'm going to change everything that I'm doing, um, and I'm I'm going to get grounded." Right, and that's actually another important. Um, word concepts for Enneagram type sevens is to feel grounded. So, if we can think about uh, the image of a balloon, so it's, it's sort of associated with Enneagram type sevens. When we think of a balloon as a symbol of happiness and celebration and um, freedom, really floating up in the air, right? But we need that string. Connecting it to the ground, so that it doesn't fly away. So feeling grounded is especially important for any Enneagram Type Sevens. And to feel grounded, I moved back home. I got in touch with my roots. I healed my relationship uh, relationships with my parents, and that was really the start of my journey of self uh, awareness of um, healing. And um, yeah. So uh and the restlessness quieted down. Yeah, when I decided to do that.
1: Thank you. First, there's a quite a bit in there. So I wanna thank you for being so vulnerable because it's not easy, right? And some of that um is seen sounds a lot similar to me. My parents divorced when I was eight. For a little while, I thought it was really cool. Hey, you get two Christmases, you know what I mean? Two birthday parties. And it didn't, though. It turned into depression. Same idea where, yeah, you're wanting just to make friends and just giving away so much just so that you could feel that because I wasn't getting it at home, you know? So I'd be like, go to a restaurant and I would buy people, or I would say, if we're at a bar, I would buy everyone drinks, whoever just, you know what I mean? And these kind of things. And wasn't until i got older where i realized you know what this isn't i'm trying to make myself happy inside by trying to get everyone outside of me to make me happy you know what i mean when really it's an inside job the whole time and i just didn't know that and so yeah your story is beautiful and it's it's important you you hear me say all the time your story is your superpower and it's it's obvious that all those things that happened. i think it was tony robbins he said How can you take the worst thing that's ever happened to you and make it the best? And it sounds like kind of that's what you're doing here. And when you share this with other people, your story is going to ripple out and you're going to be able to help other people and it's going to allow other people to tell their story. And the more you get clear on your story, it is, it's true that your story is your superpower. So I just want to thank you for sharing that because I know it's not easy to be vulnerable. So I really appreciate that. Um, you for hearing, yeah. And so, this is a phase four podcast, and phase four is all about creating your future three years from now. So, we got where you were, where you are now. And so, where is Car three years from now? Yeah, um,
0: three years from now. Okay, so, um So currently, I'm working on developing my website, the blog-style website, and I am starting presentations. I would really like to continue doing presentations, and also um, making uh, video format uh, webinars really um, available on my website. Um, I would like to continue, of course, um, sharing about the enneagram and. Um, and there are so many facets to the Enneagram. It's really, you can make it as simple as you want it to be, or you can make it as complex and keep, you know, peeling with the layers of the onions or just moving on to the next level of the Enneagram. So, um, so, uh, I would love to continue just diving deep into that and, and sharing that knowledge. Um, And then, of course, I would love to um, build my clientele uh, and do more one-on-one coaching. Um, So it will likely be a little bit easier to do more coaching when my kids are both in school full-time. I have a little kindergartner. (laughs) Comes home halfway through today. So, um, so, um, yeah, I think... I think those are my biggest goals right now for three years from now.
1: Amazing. And so, before we get on to the Mind Valley part about quests and courses, um, there's a couple of things I'd like for you to touch on. I know you're like an environmentalist, naturist, and minimalist. So, can we talk about that for a little bit?
0: Yes. Well, so far from the Enneagram, which is sort of a niche in and of itself, um, there are many types of coaching that interest me uh minimalist coaching is one um parenting coaching is another uh I think those are my top interests right now I definitely saw um when I became a stay-at-home mom about eight years ago um I definitely saw that restlessness coming back up again and so I um Luckily, that was right around the time that I learned, started learning about the Enneagram. And the Enneagram really helped pull me through that restlessness, uh, which tied in with my parenting too, because in this difficulty facing emotional pain, it was actually very difficult to see my children cry. Um, I had a really hard time with that. And um, and I, I found myself trying to distract them out of their pain, right, instead of, sitting with them and really processing through it. And, you know, even, again, things have some vulnerability for me, but I I, um, had difficulties sitting with them and comforting them through their pain. And so luckily the Enneagram really did help me through that. Um, And it had a profound impact on my parenting. So I'm interested in tying the Enneagram with parenting coaching. Um, luckily, I, I really did. I now, uh, I think, because I went through that experience, I was actually able to be a coach. Because of course, it's essential that we are able to sit with our clients through pain. Um, and I've come, I've come to that point where I definitely am comfortable, and I, I can do that with my children and with clients. So that it had such a profound impact. Um, and then uh, with minimalism. Coaching, yes. Uh, so there again, you ties in with the restlessness, right? It's like wanting something new, being fascinated by new, shining objects, right? And so um, I found that uh, right around that same time when I was a new parent, I was purchasing a lot of things. I was like, I want something new. <laughs> new. No, what's the next new, shining object? Like, let me buy it, right? So um, and being aware of the Enneagram patterns, I was able to pull out of that and become more minimalistic, right? This is, um, for those of you who, who know any anything about the, the pathway of the um, Enneagram type 7, type 7 moves to 5 along the line of release when we release ourselves from those unwanted patterns. And um, type 5s are more minimalistic. They are able to withdraw and um, go deep into, like, intellectually learning about one particular topic instead of, like, they're more specialists, right? Um, So instead of spreading one's energy out amongst a lot of different things that, you know, then you're going to pick someone gets excited about, right? They can pull their energy together and really go deep into one thing and so uh and and also to be it's minimalism right it's tying your um interest into and focusing it right so so i have been able to alter my shopping patterns i mean i really am now very choosy about about what is in my home and i think i gave away like half of my closet of clothes and i really minimalized for sure so that's that's another area of coaching that I'm interested in. Yeah, I love this. Ironman too. I, that ties in with environmentalism because if we're more conscious about our consumption, um, I'm very interested in the environment.
1: Yeah, it all seems to be tying in together. Um, I agree with the the idea like... This Amazon world where the package—remember, like back in the day, it used to take four to six weeks. Please allow four to six weeks. Now it's like if it doesn't come in four to six hours, people are like, "Where's my stuff?" And it's just so easy, especially like during COVID, people are at home and that restlessness would show up for everybody. Right? You're locked down. Yep. What can I order? What can I order? There's nothing else to do. You can't go anywhere. So, um, it's a it's a good exercise, minimalist, because we don't need it. You can't take anything. I think denzel washington i heard him say you can't tell you all behind a hearse meaning you can't take anything with you and it's all stuff that you don't really need <clears throat> it's not important some of this stuff i want to go back to that kid's pain thing that's so important to sit with the kids instead like i see some some people tell like stop crying and like the kid wants to cry let the kid cry like it's you, by, by telling the kid, stop crying, you're shoving those emotions back down. And they're just going to manifest a different way or the kid's not going to feel safe to express their emotions. And that's not healthy, right, if you're shoving it back down. And so, yeah, if you sit with them, and this is true even with animals, if you sit with them through their emotions, it will pass. I think in the CBC, or maybe it was in CLC, There was a video from a psychologist and she was saying 90 seconds. If you sit with the emotion for 90 seconds, it will pass through. And so we got a new puppy, a couple, we got two new puppies, but we got a new puppy and it had like food aggression issues, right? Anytime you came near it, it would start growling. And so I just saw this video about the 90 seconds. I'm like, I'm going to try this with the dog. So I would hold the dog, touch the dog. And as the dog was growling, I just would sit there and it kept growling or... And after 90 seconds, the dog stopped growling Like it, and it doesn't do it anymore. It's done with its food aggression thing. Yeah. So I was shocked. Like, I don't know, maybe it's an anomaly, but it was like, whoa. But yeah, it's so important for the... And especially when you see little kids, they might be crying like that. And then two seconds later, they're laughing and jumping around and they're happy again. So for the adults to say, shove it, um, stop crying or shove it back down, It's not helping the kid at all. And the kid will be fine if you just let him cry. I'll go to the next thing in a minute.
0: Yes, and we really do need to process through our feelings, and then it passes. Yes. And for Enneagram Type 7s, the the fear really is being trapped in emotional pain. So um, uh, I've heard several people who identify as Enneagram Type 7 say that um, they fear that when they start feeling the pain, that it won't stop. I mean, there's that fear, right? But but that's not reality, really. The, the reality is that when we actually allow ourselves to feel pain, then we can process through it and get get through it. It passes.
1: I love that. There's something you just said in there. It's true about most fear. It's like you're projecting that it's going to be like that somewhere down the road where it's not. Like, And if you just, like you said, let it go, it will pass through. So I have a question maybe about the sage. I like the sage and uh it's from the the saboteurs and positive positive intelligence almost like you're trying to get up to that level is that right Mm -hmm. and then so does the enneagram will change like that is there levels of like moving up throughout life or it just can go either way
0: yeah um so the term that is used um in the enneagram world because they are in enneagram books is level of integration, um, and there are different levels of integration. And by that word integration, it simply means integrating the sage qualities. Remember, the sage qualities are those uh, patterns that are up at the the end of the spectrum, right? The, where we where that's where we want to be. We want to be in the sage. And yes, sage is a term from the PQ program um, by Shmin. but it's it's extremely helpful to have this set of, of terms. And I really do enjoy the simplicity of the positive intelligence program and the having these new terms um, to apply to the Enneagram because it really is so simple. So yes, um, the more that we move up those levels of integration, the more we can integrate the SAGE qualities and be up in that end of the spectrum where we want to be.
1: Yeah, I want to play at that side of it most of the time, right? I Sometimes I feel like I do. It's a lot of work, right? You do the work and that's how you get there. And it's like, as we're talking about this, it's fascinating that the two, just, they almost fit like a glove together, right? They play off each other so well. And another point for anybody who's listening to this going positive intelligence sounds cool and want to do it. Just go to the positive intelligence website. You type up positive intelligence, you'll find it. And they open maybe, I don't know if it's every three months or twice a year, but they're opening up. And especially for coaches, because most of our listeners are going to be coaches, that they're opening up spots and you can go in there and it's going to help you, your clients, but it's going to help your family, your friends, and everyone you interact with. So I love that. Um, maybe we'll turn it over to Valley now or Evercoach. And so the question I asked people is like, what's your favorite quest author, certification, and why?
0: Yeah. Um, probably my favorite is the duality program. Yes, love it. Uh he even starts, Jeffrey Allen he starts the program talking about groundedness, right? <laughs> so I've even talked about how important that can be for someone like me. I mean, I really did find that. Um the exercises and just getting grounded, uh, be so helpful. And then um, connecting with my intuition, uh, like knowing that we have all the answers that we need inside of us. You can just tap into that and and find out how to access our intuition. So we have all the answers that we need. And um, yeah, it's about energy. So. I think he's a fantastic teacher. I, 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 I love his program. Oh, and I also, um, love that he has incorporates so many visualization exercises and I especially love visualization exercises. So I, of course I use different modalities in my own coaching. Um, I use the Enneagram. Sometimes it, the Enneagram is just something that I keep in the back of my mind and I, I helps me recognize patterns. Um, for my client, but, uh, sometimes, and sometimes it's something that I actually share with the client and teach to my client. But, um, in addition to the Enneagram, I use a lot of visualization exercises. So I love that Jeffrey Allen uses visualization techniques.
1: Yeah, I love it. So it's not a surprise to me that you said Jeffrey Allen, because I ask everyone that question. And not even just on the podcast, just in general, if you've seen me on the Telegram, what's your favorite My Valley quote, uh quest or author? And Jeffrey Allen and Silva Method are always one and two, in that order. And so I've said it here before, but it it just shows us that people want access to that energetic world, that, that it's not just a physical world that we're living in, where we're seeing stuff. There's another world where you can disappear from space and time, become nobody, no thing, nowhere, no how. And so it's just such a great idea. And he explains it so well. And like, these are really complex ideas and kind of esoteric ideas where, and he just simplifies it and makes it so well. And the visualization you're talking about, wow. The the sacred geometry meditation that he has, you know, that one where you put like stuff on a shelf, you could do like different projects. And just, it helps you to focus on one thing, but I use this one all the time. And it started out for me as it was on a shelf. Like I would put, let's say, CLC, CBC on, a sh- on one shelf, um, just work duties, coaching clients on another shelf. And I would just put everything on shelves, right? Like, and then it changed to me where it was just one thing in front of me and they're all around and you could kind of just spin them around. And so it would move around and I would have one here and then the next, okay, what's the project I need to focus on right now? And I would bring it back. And it's such a great idea because, yeah, you could just throw it over there and then go pick it up when you're ready.
0: Yes. Yeah. I remember that one. I especially like the exercise where you visualize a room. And um, you uh, imagine that the room is everything that you everything that you need and you can clear out anything that you don't need. And then you invite people into the room and you talk to them like directly and, and you can even tell them like, <laughs> I don't want you in my mind, <laughs> like this, my mind this is my space for myself. And like, and, and I've had, you know, in that visualization exercise, like I've had conversations with these people <laughs> right? in the exercise and it was so liberating and I was like, okay, you know, I just felt so free that I felt I could say to people what I needed to tell them. And then I felt free to, you know, they were like, um, yeah, could could be cleared from my mind for things that I really wanted to focus on.
1: Yeah. That's brilliant. So minimalist. So declutter your house and declutter your mind.
0: Right. Exactly that's awesome full circle exactly
1: and then so you mentioned dr Shafali earlier and i i we talked about it i think it's kind of important just so anybody who's a parent who hasn't done this and if it's not the quest at least read her book or go find some of her work but if you're a parent you definitely want to know this stuff because it's going to make you a better parent and your kids are going to thank you later on like thank you like for me, Shafali was life changing. Like the way I looked at everything for kids. Not that I was doing it wrong, because I don't think you can really do it too wrong. Like whatever happens is meant to happen. But like um, just yeah, the ideas and the concepts were like, oh, you know what? You you were talking about Candace earlier. So Candace also made me realize, and it's kind of a Dr. Shafali concept where like sometimes when we were talking about parenting, where They tell the kid to stop screaming, right? Or they get upset with the kid when the kid's acting a certain way. And what's really happening is that adult is going back to their time when they were a kid. And they're feeling it right then and there. Like maybe somebody screamed at them or whatever the emotion is. They're judging the kid as like the wrong way. Because they're actually gone back in the past. And they're in a moment as a kid taking it as a threat somehow. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. So it really is about self awareness. Self awareness. that's us yeah, patterns. Where these patterns are coming from. Yeah. Careful. And then a... speaking. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I, I've also tied some of her work to the enneagram's concepts because it's um, they're both related to um, well, ego. You know how um the way that we uh interact with our kids or the way that we you know judge whether what they're doing is good or bad and you know wanting to to fix that um sometimes sometimes that comes from a sense of seeing our children as extensions of ourselves and feeding our ego right feeding how we feel about ourselves through our children's behaviors and so um so I really love Dr. Shafali's idea of just appreciating their own inner essence, right? As their own human being. And um, and then tying, you know, that with Enneagram really uh a lot of Enneagram work is is about working on how we see ourselves and um uh managing the the ego. Essentially the ego is, is an identity, like how we see ourselves, right? And um and realizing that we we have our own inner essence that can be separate from these ego ideals.
1: So I have a question. So I'm looking at these Enneagram types and I'm thinking in my head here that I'm all of them. So how do you sort out the difference?
0: Yes okay, so finding your Enneagram type can be a process. Uh, a quiz is a great first step. So I um, I tend to use two Enneagram questionnaires. One is free online and it's from truity.com so it's truit y.com And then the other questionnaire that I use is actually from the company where I trained. To, um, to be able to use the Enneagram in coaching, and it's the IEQ9 Enneagram questionnaire, and you can Google that, and um, it's from Integrative 9 Enneagram Solutions, and again, IEQ9 questionnaire. That questionnaire has a, a fee, um, it, but it's much more comprehensive and extremely helpful, I find that very helpful in my coaching practice, so. But if you are new to the Enneagram and you just want to take a quick quiz, truity.com is a great place to start. And then also I would say that um, the results of especially the, the free online Enneagram questionnaires, they're not always perfectly accurate, but it's a starting point. So what it it'll show your results as a pie chart. She'll show you those Enneagram perspectives that you're accessing the most. And uh, a great place to start is the one that that it shows you're accessing the most, right? And if you read a little bit about that, or you can talk to someone who knows about the Enneagram um, and you can learn about that Enneagram type, if it resonates with you, then that's a really great place to start looking at the patterns and to see how you try to bring some self-awareness into maybe how are these patterns playing out in your life um, <clears throat> I would like to say that uh, for those who are familiar with the positive intelligence program, your leading saboteurs, which remember that's the end of the spectrum where they're there unwanted patterns. Yeah, so the saboteurs, your leading saboteur is not necessarily going to correlate directly with your Enneagram type. Um, you may uh, be you know up in some of the sage qualities of your enneagram type and yet still have other saboteurs and other patterns that still need to be addressed. So I just wanted to add that there are differences between the positive intelligence program and the enneagram type that it's that's one but um it's uh I'd love to go in, into a deeper discussion uh about how you can apply the enneagram concepts to the saboteurs but that is what i that's like what i include in my presentation so if you're curious about that combining those two systems um yeah please watch my presentations.
1: thank you yeah so if anyone's interested in that you can also when you contact her we'll leave everything in the show notes but when you contact Kara, this is what she does in her coaching so you can learn more and you can learn more about yourself and I think it's it's important to highlight that that the the saboteur the leading saboteurs is not necessarily going to be the same with the enneagram. So, thank you for that distinction. I appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I guess before we go, what what are you working on right now that you want people to know about?
0: Oh, well, um. <clears throat> the presentations right now. Uh, hopefully within a month I'll have some videos up on my website which will be basically a repeat of the current presentation that I'm doing. Um, but currently I'm doing those through Zoom with an audience, right? And um, including a and a including QA and a in the presentation. Um, but my next step will be to uh, record that same presentation um, simply in a uh, like a webinar format where there's no audience except that I just, it's available on my website to view. Um, so that's really the big thing right now. And of course, I'm, I'm constantly trying to add things to my website, which is a big project. I am I, trying to, um, even though I'm adding things to my website uh, in a sort of piecemeal fashion, I I it's like a blog style, right? So I'm kind of adding little things here and there. Um I want my I want it to feel uh complete as as it is, right, at any given moment. <laughs> um and to for all the parts of it to really come together and and, and feel complete. So uh yeah, those are the big things right now. And then, of course I I love to have people join and um, join in on the zoom presentations because I find, um, the interaction so rewarding and the Q and A part of the presentation. So rewarding. I really learn, I learn a lot myself from the Q and how to explain things better. I, I, I think it becomes a richer experience for everyone. Um, with the participation. So yeah.
1: Brilliant. So yeah, AJ, Ajit from uh, CBC gave me a piece of advice early on and he said record your stuff so you can look at it and go back because my question was like how am i am i projecting like i can't tell how do you know if you're projecting or if you're hearing it properly and he said record it and go look at yourself and so that turned into like almost okay i started recording things and you notice stuff that will help you get better but that interaction you're talking about is it is so rewarding because you're you're talking to people who are on the same kind of wavelength, but they all have different experiences. And so they can mirror back to some of the things you're saying that you might not notice that you're saying. So yeah, record for everybody who's coaching, record your with your clients. Um, you don't have to use it ever, but use it for your own stuff where you can learn how to do different things better. And every time I watch a recording of something we've done before it's like oh okay I could have done that should have not could have would have should have but just how to get better because that's the goal we all want to get better so Carcoon is the Enneagram expert and my last question would be I think we kind of know but where can people find you <laughs>
0: yeah my website um I even have my email address listed on my website so the website is enneasense.com and <clears throat> Also, I'm on Telegram, uh Kara Kun, K-A-R-A-K-O-O-N. And um yeah, I think those are those are the main ways right now. I'm working on developing my social media, you know, profile in in different areas, but right now it's really my website and Telegram.
1: Beautiful. And as always, we will put those in the show notes and Kara. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.